Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're listening to Living Better in San Diego. I'm Vicki Pepper. Earlier this year, the Flying Leatherneck Aviation Museum at MCAS Miramar closed its door despite a passionate battle from those who love the museum to keep it open. Fortunately, there is a tentative plan for the aircraft in the museum now. Retired Brigadier General Mike Aguilar is on the line to tell us what happens next. Thank you for joining me. Uh, good morning, Vicki. It's my pleasure. Start by telling us some of the history of this museum. Uh, sure. Well, the museum actually started in 89 at the former Marine Corps Air Station El Toro, which is up in Irvine, California. The museum opened there uh, in the, like I said, in 89, but because of the base realignment and closure and the closing of El Toro, the air station along with the museum were moved down here to Marine Corps Air Station Miramar in uh, 1999. And in 2000, the museum opened its doors. So the museum's actually been around since uh, early 90s, beginning at El Toro, and then it was relocated with uh, BRAC down here to uh, Miramar. And we've been operating here at Miramar for the last 20 years until April of this year, when the uh, gates were closed, unfortunately, due to financial constraints of the uh, air station. Tell us about some of the planes that were featured in the museum. Yeah, we have a great collection of around 47 historic aircraft, uh, helicopters, fixed-wing, jets, prop-driven aircraft. Most of the collection actually begins with aircraft from World War II. We have the Hellcat on display here. Uh, We have some training aircraft, a uh, TBM, which is a torpedo-type aircraft people might be familiar with. That's the aircraft that the first President Bush bailed out of during World War II. Mm. So most of our collection actually begins with aircraft starting in World War II and then carries through Korea with uh, the jets that were flown, the F-9, F-2 that were flown during Korea. One of our iconic aircraft that span World War II and Korea is an F-4U Corsair, uh, which is a a very iconic gull-wing aircraft that we have. And then the history of uh, Marine Corps aviation just follows the history of aviation in general. And as aircraft technology improved, aircraft improved, the Marine Corps, along with all the other services, acquired those aircraft as technology went along. Vietnam era, we have, of course, the uh, iconic F-4 Phantom that was used extensively along with the A-4 aircraft. We have several of those on display. And, of course, during Korea and Vietnam, we really start to see the introduction of vertical lift aircraft helicopters. So we have several uh, aircraft there starting from Korea 
all the way up through Vietnam until today. In fact, one of the real historically significant aircraft we have is a CH-46 helicopter. That's a Vietnam-era helicopter, two tandem rotor systems in the front and the back. The Army version is called the Chinook, and the 46 is the Marine Corps version. The aircraft we have on display we refer to as Lady Ace 09. All squadrons have a call sign, gunfighter, stinger, Lady Ace. So when you're flying your aircraft, you would identify yourself as Lady Ace, the squadron you belong to in this case, and your side number 09. So we have Lady Ace 09 on display. The historical significance of that is it is the actual aircraft that flew the American ambassador and the American flag out of Vietnam. So that one is very significant in terms of Marine Corps history and U.S. history. But we have that on display here. So it's a wonderful collection, as I said, of fixed wing uh, from World War II, jets as they developed over the uh, Cold War period through Korea, Vietnam, until the F-18 and uh, AV-8 jets that we have here on display. So uh, it's a great collection. I'm speaking with retired Brigadier General Mike Aguilar. The museum was slated to close in the spring. Can you tell us about the fight to keep it open? It was very unfortunate that due to financial constraints that the command museum, the museum is owned and operated by the Marine Corps. And so they paid for most of the overhead associated with that. The foundation, which I'm a part of, really supplemented the uh, operating expenses And we ran the museum. We were responsible for the day-to-day operations of the museum and coordination of the volunteers. Unfortunately, the commanding officer who was responsible for this command museum just could not afford it anymore. And so he made a decision to close it. Our efforts initially were to keep it on site and privatize the uh, museum and take over the operations completely and all the overhead associated with the museum and its location. We were unable to reach an agreement with the Marine Corps to do that, and as a result, the doors permanently closed uh, April 1, and the command museum no longer exists. However, earlier this year, around April timeframe, we were contacted by the city of Irvine, who was aware of the problems and the planned closure of the museum. And they reached out to us and uh, started talking about trying to relocate the collection back up to El Toro. The city of Irvine, after the closure of El Toro, took over the responsibility for the land associated with the air station. It's now called Great Park, Irvine Great Park Community. They have a large area, around 110 acres, where there are two World War II hangars. And what they want to do and what they are doing right now is moving forward with plans to refurbish one of the hangars. It's 215 square feet worth of hangars. And they're going to, ma- they're going to make that available to us, the foundation, to start a brand new museum up there with the collection that's located here at Miramar. So we are hopefully in the last phase of discussions with the Marine Corps to finalize approval of the lending of their entire collection, which includes the 40-plus aircraft and over 3,000 other artifacts. Fortunately, we were contacted by Irvine, along with some great congressional support, both here in San Diego and up in Irvine. And it looks like we're at the last phase of uh, discussions with the Marine Corps to 
to bring that decision home. I'm so glad there's going to be a happy ending here because what was the concern about what would happen to the planes if a new location wasn't able to be found? Wonderful question, Vicki. And unfortunately, the collection would be disbanded. It would be dispersed and the Marine Corps would try to lend most of the aircraft to other museums, you know, throughout the country. And those aircraft and the artifacts that did not find a new home, unfortunately, would probably end up in the dump. Mm. So uh, we were very concerned that, obviously, that the collection, and it's the only collection dedicated to Marine Corps aviation in the world, would be disbanded. And those aircraft and artifacts that did not find a new home would probably end up uh, being disposed of it in the, in the dump somewhere. So uh, that was our biggest concern. And as I said, we were just thrilled that working with the city of Irvine, there's a very strong possibility we'll be able to save and keep the collection intact and move it back to its original home in El Toro. Are there ways that we can support this new location? I know everything isn't finalized yet, but we're keeping our fingers crossed that it will be soon. Absolutely. In fact, you can go on the uh, foundation's website, which is flyingleathernecksplural.org. And you can go ahead and uh, uh, reach out to us, or you can reach out to your local congressional representative. Congressman Issa and Congressman Peters here in San Diego have been very supportive of us, and they have, in fact, been in communications with the uh, leadership at Headquarters Marine Corps. We have the congressional delegation up in Orange County, if any of your listeners are part of that group. Uh, Reach out to the congressional delegation there and share their concern and support of moving that collection up to Irvine. And of course, you can go directly to the Marine Corps and uh, write the commandant of the Marine Corps and say that they they don't want this collection disbanded and they would like to see it uh, stay intact and moved up to El Toro. Most importantly, though, is everything takes money. So as soon as we have the uh, approval from the Marine Corps to uh, move the collection, we will start a major fundraising campaign, and we will have advertisement. We'll go on social media. So uh, every dollar will help us raise money for the transportation and the reestablishment of the museum up at El Toro. The city of Irvine, who will be responsible for the refurbishment of the hangar, has already spent 7.2 or committed $7.2 million Mm -hmm. for the redesign of the hangar and the surrounding grounds. And then they'll be raising money after the design is complete, probably in the area of around $25 to $30 million to complete the refurbishment of the facility. But the inside design and establishment of the displays and the artifacts and the aircraft will fall upon the foundation. So we will be raising quite a bit of money here after we get approval from the Marine Corps to pay our share for the uh, exhibits and the displays that we will be responsible for establishing inside the museum. So uh, continue to write to uh, leadership both in Congress and at the Marine Corps, voicing your support for the museum. And when the time uh, is appropriate, open up those penny jars and uh, contribute Mm -hmm. to our efforts. I've been speaking with retired Brigadier General Mike Aguilar of the very likely reopening of the Flying Leatherneck Aviation Museum at El Toro. Is there anything else you want us to know? Well, the other thing, especially for if you have listeners up in North County or in Orange County, in addition to the fundraising effort that we will start after we have approval from the Marine Corps, the other thing we're going to look 
to do is have a lot of volunteers to help both with the restoration effort and as docents. Here at Miramar, we survived with a large group of volunteers that helped with the preservation and restoration of aircraft. So if anyone has skills on bending metal or uh, just enjoys working around aircraft, we will have an opportunity for you once we move back to El Toro, Great Park, to start the preservation and restoration efforts. So we can use a lot of uh, people who like to get their hands dirty and bend metal and mm-hmm. work on aircraft. And for those that uh, just like to talk about aircraft, you don't have to be a Marine uh, a Marine or former Marine Corps pilot. You just really need to be an aviation enthusiast and military history enthusiast. And we will share with you and educate you on the displays and the history of the aircraft and the other artifacts on display. But we will be looking for and would be very appreciative of a lot of volunteers to help run this one-of-a-kind museum that we're very anxious to reestablish up at its original home at El Toro. Having visited the museum in Miramar, I am very much looking forward to revisiting it in El Toro. It really is a such a gift. Well, I agree. We think it well, it is one of a kind, and uh, we want to make it the new museum a generational museum. It's not just going to be displays of old aircraft and stories of the old aircraft and the artifacts. Uh, we want to make it a, a living uh, experience for all generations. Those that served in the military or in the Marine Corps can come back and reminisce. Those that have family members that served in the military or in the Marine Corps can come and learn about their family members and what they did. But most importantly, in one of our major focuses for this foundation and the museum, is it to inspire the next generation of Americans, not only for an appreciation of the sacrifices of Marine Corps aviators and Marines in general, but all military but to understand the importance of the military and in the defense of all the gifts and opportunities we have here in the nation. So we hope it's a a venue that will inspire our youth to not only possibly pursue the military, but to pursue those other disciplines, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics disciplines that are so important to the military in keeping America at the front end of technology. So that's really what we're about, honoring those that have served, honoring the families who had family members that made sacrifices, but again, most importantly, inspiring the next generation of young Americans as, as to what it takes to keep America on the leading edge of technology and security. Thank you so much for talking with us today. Happy Marine Corps birthday this Wednesday and happy Veterans Day on Thursday. And thank you for your service. Well, thank you very much. And you caught me just as I'm running out the door to start celebrating the Marine Corps birthday. (laughs) We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t oh, 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 O'Reilly 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.